Meton was an Athenian astronomer, and he studied the sun and the moon and the phases, and he did math. And the math that he used was later called the Metonic Cycle. And the math he did showed that over a period of 6,939 days, 16.5 hours, and 19 solar years was called the Metonic Cycle. And after 19 years, the moon's phases recur on the same days of the solar year or year of the seasons. Also called that the golden number. Now later the sunstone or the calendar stone was found in 1790. The southeastern edge of Mexico City. The sunstone was an artifact of the Aztec Empire. And the sunstone, they think, was made during the reign of Makazuma. Not Montezuma, but Makazuma in 1502 to 1520. And they found this at the southeastern edge of the Plaza Mayor in Mexico City. Now, the sunstone depicts the five consecutive worlds of the sun from Aztec mythology. And what they said is it's not really a functioning calendar, but an elaborately carved disk, which they claim, which they believe, may be what the Aztecs and other cultures used to represent rulership. At the top of the stone, there's a date graph which represents the beginning of the present sun, the fifth and final one according to mythology, and the actual date, 1427. And at the time, it was legitimizing the rule of Itzcoatl, who took power in that year. And it was claimed that he established a bond between himself and the divine and the people that he ruled. Time. Our relationship to it. What we will do with it. How will we work with it? From Public Enemy. So many of us in limbo. How to get it on. It's quite simple. Three stones from the rock. We need a piece of this rock. Our goal, indestructible soul. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. If you are near or far, full or empty, happy or sad, mad or glad, up or down, I am here to have a conversation with you about the best in you being inside of you. And today we're going to look at life, leadership, and history, and we're going to be guided by the public enemy song, Brothers Gonna Work It Out. Brothers Gonna Work It Out was on the album Fear of a Black Planet. And it came out in 1990. And Brothers Gonna Work It Out, when it was released, it was said 
by Richard Harrington of the Washington Post that these songs on Fear of a Black Planet may sound like a call to arms, but they're really a call to action, a message to a conscience, and a plea for unity. So I ask you that. A plea for unity. Brother's going to work it out. Let's look at our internal unity during this episode. Let's ask you some questions. I've got three of them right now. What are you working on? Better yet, what do you want to contribute and who do you want to help? Some lyrics from the song. So many of us in limbo, how to get it on? It's quite simple. Three stones from the sun. We need a piece of this rock. Our goal, indestructible soul. Answers to this quiz and to the brothers in the street, schools in the prison. History shouldn't be a mystery. Our story's real history, not his story. We're going to work it out one day until we all get paid. The right way in full, no bull. Talking, no walking, driving, arriving in style. Soon you'll see what I'm talking about. Because one day, the brother's going to work it out. Brothers, brother's going to work it out. The idea of working it out is if that people have access to opportunity, tools, and resources, they can make change happen, and they can provide for themselves, their families, and their communities. Because we all arrived on this planet with a set of gifts and talents and abilities that were given to us by the creator of the universe, if you believe in a creator of the universe, or if you simply believe in science, our gifts, our talents, and our abilities are embedded into our DNA, and you may believe they either come from nature or they come from nurture. There's not a consensus on that, but we all know that we arrive here with the ability to make a contribution and a difference. And the idea of making a contribution and making a difference is not unique to our generation. It is not, not unique to our particular time period. The idea of making a connection and making a contribution has been something that every generation and every time period and every human who has walked the planet from the beginning of time till now has yearned for. To be able to work, to be able to make a contribution, to be able to make a difference. And throughout time there have been barriers. Some of them created by our own people to prevent us, for whatever reason, from making the difference that we wanted to make in the world. Forty acres and a mule. This was a phrase of a failed government program. A government program that was designed to redistribute land after the Civil War and the economic hardship that African Americans suffered as a result. When northern armies began to move through the south at the end of the war, the slaves began 
cultivating land that had been abandoned by white slave owners during the war. Rumors had developed that this land would be seized from the correct Confederates and given over to or sold to the freemen. The rumors rested on solid foundations because abolitionists at the time had discussed land redistribution at the beginning of the war. And in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln ordered 20,000 acres of land confiscated in South Carolina and sold to freedmen in 20-acre plots. At the time, Secretary of Treasury Salmon Chase expanded the offering to 40 acres per family. In 1865, William Sherman met with 20 African-American leaders, and they told him, land ownership, this is the best way for blacks to secure and enjoy their newfound freedom. So we're free. And if we're going to enjoy our freedom, here's what we need. We have land. And then we will work on that land. We will develop that land. We will make that land profitable. And we will be able to provide and sort for ourselves. So, January 16th of that year, 1865, Sherman issued Special Field Order Number 15. And that order reserved coastal land in Georgia and South Carolina for settlement. Each family would receive 40 acres. And later, Sherman agreed to loan the settler army mules. Six months after Sherman issued that order, 40,000 former slaves lived on 400,000 acres of this coastal land. And in March, Congress was ready to indicate plans for widespread land reform when it authorized a Freedmen's Bureau to divide confiscated land into small plots for sale to blacks and loyal southern whites. But a year later, after that order, President Andrew Johnson intervened, ordered that the vast majority of confiscated land be returned to its former owners. This included most of the land that the freedmen had settled. The federal government dispossessed tens of thousands of black landholders. In Georgia and South Carolina, some fought back, driving away the former owners with guns, but the federal troops sometimes evicted the blacks by force. In the end, only 2,000 people retained the land they had won and worked after the war. Now, there were some other provisions that were put in place, but they were ineffective. The Homestead Act, the price were elevated so high that former slaves with no capital couldn't develop them. Then the South developed the Black Codes, and the Black Codes and they had these contracts that bound people to the land, made acquiring land on your own nearly impossible. The federal government retreated from distributing land, and it was a disappointment, but it also created a sense of betrayal. Some people said it was a missed opportunity for economic reform that may have allowed Southern blacks, freedmen, to have economic power and political power after the Civil War. So what you see here is you have a situation where it was justice being served. People from the South had betrayed the country. They had abandoned their land. They had decided that being part of the United States was not what they wanted anymore, so they left the country and formed their new one. They had a war. They lost the war. 
they had to pay for those crimes treason going against the government forming your own government slavery was no longer the law of the land it was immoral but the people under slavery were not slaves mentally they had the talents the gifts and ability and they proved that by developing the land but that opportunity was taken away from them and then new barriers were created you see money is neutral money is a story but people will use money as a tool to keep other people away from opportunity think about it this way money does not give birth to you money does not have the ability to separate dna strands money does not have the ability to fertilize an egg and a sperm develop an embryonic sac umbilical cord a fetus develops into a full-term baby that happens inside of a human body money cannot do that you can hand somebody money and they could probably speed the process up for you but money itself set on its own cannot do anything but talent and ability comes from the creator even our paper money think about it for a second our paper currency is not really paper actually it's made of cotton and a linen material it consists of what i read 75 percent cotton 25 percent linen with silk fibers running through it in fact if it were made of paper it would fall apart if you left it in the, your pants pocket and send it for a whirl in the washing machine in fact that's happened to me many times where i've left money in my pocket and it comes out and it's fine it's wet but it's fine it didn't fall apart if but then when you have paper in your wallet or or kleenex it's shreds what about the life expectancy of money i saw this in an article uh, a one dollar bill has a life expectancy of 22 months before it's taken out of circulation a five dollar bill 16 months a ten dollar bill 18 months a twenty dollar bill 24 months a fifty dollar bill 55 months a hundred dollar bill 89 months so the longest life expectancy of a currency in circulation is a little over seven years think about that a little over seven years that's the longest life expectancy of currency that it will stay in circulation. Not even eight. It have to be 96 months to be eight years. So money. We have a longer life expectancy for mo than money, and we crave money. We want money. But think about this for a second. I'm not saying money is a bad thing. We need money to meet our obligations, our promises, our financials. Money is not a bad thing, but money is neutral. And I want you to look at this. In brother's going to work it out. It said these lyrics. In 1995, you'll twist to this. As you raise your fist to the music, united we stand, yes, divided we fall, together we can stand tall. Brothers that work it out, they get mad, revolt, 
revise, realize they're super bad. Think about that for a second. Is it time for you to get mad about your situation? And then when you do get mad, I want you to do three things. I want you to revolt, revise, and realize. But then listen to this. They're super bad. That means after you get mad, after you revolt, after you revise and you realize you are a super person. You're unique. You have talents and abilities. Small chance. A smart brother is going to be a victim of his own circumstance. Sabotage. Shell-shocked. Rocked and ruled. Gain the life of a fool. So right now, in this time, in this era that we are in, error era that we are in only the fool will be a victim of their own circumstances like I said before live it low life take your time time you go slow look here not a thing to fear brother the brother not as sincere teach a man how to be a father to tell a woman he can't bother you can't say what you don't know what I'm talking about, but one day, brothers gonna work it out. What are you working out? What are you working out today? What are you doing to change, to contribute, to make the world a better place? Look over your talents, look over your abilities. Ask yourself those questions. If you need to get mad, get mad. But then I want you to revolt. I want you to revise. I want you to realize that you're super bad. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience. I want you to know that the best of you is inside of you. I want you to know that I believe in you. I advocate for you. I care for you. And I want you to go out today and be the best you that you can be. Thank you. Have a great day.